1: Are you okay, buddy? are you humanitarian if I ever saw Joe's
2: <laughs> gagging over here, drinking coffee through his nose. Well, that's yeah, I'm the not problem. Drinking
1: coffee. I'm drinking a soft drink.
2: Through your nose, though? Well, that's the only way I can get it down. <laughs> combine the COVID <laughs> test and the drink on the same right. opportunity. All right. Well, welcome on board, everybody. It's the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is here. Uh, let's see. Kevin Hers, our her great uh, producer. At about a quarter of today, we'll hear from Pamela Falk. She's a CBS. <laughs> news analyst based at the U.N. I'm going to ask her about the Ukraine and uh, the war criminal accusation that came out uh, from the president yesterday. Uh, is it a war crime to target uh, children and citizens who are seeking oh, no, that's,
1: that's hiding no. in civilian what could possibly areas? be wrong with that?
2: Well, I know <laughs> it's wrong, but I'm just saying is that a war crime? If, yeah, if it sure you, should be. If you find people in a bread line and you mow them down with AK-47s, is that a crime?
1: Well, if you if you put a bomb off in a building you know is inhabited by by people who have nothing to do with the cro- the war, they're just trying to save themselves. Joe, that was done by a Ukrainian Nazi group. Oh, was it? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's they've got to get the Russians have to get rid of those Nazis <laughs> in the Ukraine. Right. Uh, Z- to Zelensky. You, know, you have to see Zelensky practically says "sig heil" every time he uh, Yes, on TV. <laughs> he
2: does. Okay. So, all right, you get idea what's going you on. You
1: know, I wonder. It's interesting. Uh, you and I were talking just briefly before we went on the air. They asked yesterday a Fox News reporter asked President Biden if he thought Putin was a war criminal. He said no at first, and then he walked away and turned around and came back and said, yes, I do think he's a war criminal. Has anybody asked Donald Trump if he thinks Putin is a war criminal? I'd like to hear the answer to that one. I don't know. How can you be a genius and a war criminal? Both. Well, I mean, you could say, have you ever heard of a mad genius? At the early part of the war, Hitler would have qualified as a mad genius. Toward the end, in the, he was
2: just mad. Only in the corner office here years ago.
1: <laughs> Me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: on the market is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open right now. Call us 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarket.com, and you can text us at 70236. Yesterday, we talked uh, on the day that uh, we were talking about our... Our switch to daylight saving time, which we just did last weekend, uh, we were late in the day. We received this email. Go ahead. It says, sir.
1: good morning. Concerning yesterday's conversation about time change, if you are concerned about school kids going to school in the dark, have schools start at a later time. I'll move them later. That See, that's
2: work? that makes perfect sense. We cannot be injecting common sense into this conversation. That would not work. Um, so instead of getting home at 3.30, kids get home at 4.30. Right, 4.30 or 5. You know, kids trickle in the what door about at 5 dinner? p.m.
1: What about parents?
2: Uh, parents would still have to parent. <laughs> yes, they, you don't get off it the hook. It would
1: uproot the schedules of parents.
2: It would change the schedule. Yeah, but I don't. You know, of course, it would uproot the schedule. But who randomly chose these silly schedules we have now? And one of our listeners did send us a note overnight to the newsroom. Whoever says that we should compromise and go halfway, go backwards a halfway and leave it there, uh, it wouldn't work because all time zones globally are clocked on the hour. You switch from what, change
1: it to an hour.
2: Right. I, but uh, I, I still replied, well, if you say in your time zone that it's 1230 and the rest of the world says it's 12, if you say it's 1230 where you are, guess what time it is? It's 1230. 1230. <laughs> time is whatever you make it. That's the way it used to be. All 800 Thank you for the emails to help uh, get us started. Uh, very much appreciated. Stan's already ready to go. He's fired up talking about how President Biden's doing a terrible job. Solar panels won't help. And the vaccines was a conspiracy. To kill us all. Go ahead, Stan.
3: I don't know if I ever said that. And <laughs> as far as solar, as far as solar panels, I don't believe that the government should be involved with it. If it's private industry determines that it's, you know, a good investment and it will make them money, well, good for them. Just let the market. I don't, do it. Market do I don't it. have a problem with that. But no money should be coming from the taxpayers to fund it. But that's not why I called. Uh, I know Joe's a, a Doctor Oz fan. <laughs> and for the Senate, that's what, he, that's what I've determined from what's been said. Right. Uh, what, do you have a problem with him being a dual Turkish citizen, U.S.-Turkish citizen? Do
1: you understand the reason why he is?
3: I understand that his mother was Turkish. And well, she, both his parents were from Turkey and he so wants to he, maintain he, yeah
1: he wants to and maintain yeah. that citizenship so he can make medical decisions for his mother who has Alzheimer's. If you think that's a political issue, then brother politics is no, 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 really no, Art, sunk. no,
3: uh, Joe, that's that's that part of it I don't care about, okay? But he did serve in the Turkish military, okay? He took an oath to defend Turkey while in the military, correct? So that oath still stands with him. Know. Do they so require an oath? How can he oath? be a, a a senator for the United States of America with dual allegiances? I okay, I, it, I, I understand that he has said that if he wins, that he will renounce his Turkish citizenship. But where is his strength of conviction that he's going to win and do it now?
1: Well, I I don't think that's a big big enough deal to make it worthwhile. Discussing to be honest with you, I mean, he hasn't done anything that uh, makes him appear to be disloyal to the United States of America. No one is questioning his patriotism in this country that I know of, except maybe you um, I think he's- I'm
3: not questioning it I'm just asking him why he doesn't have the strength of his convictions to renounce his, his, his Turkish citizenship. Now, he also hasn't been a member of the government that has to make decisions. As in regards to maybe to Turkey, which I know they're a member of NATO, but they're not exactly friendly to the United States of America.
1: Well, Donald Trump didn't have any of those credentials either, and we elected him president.
3: Was he a dual citizen?
1: Well, you could make the argument he certainly had a cozy enough relationship with Putin, didn't he? He
2: loved. Was it. he a dual <laughs> citizen? <laughs> he no, loved it. no, not formally. Not officially.
3: Not <laughs> what does that mean, Mark?
2: <laughs> he didn't have the. They give you a certificate of dual citizenship when you go to Turkey. He didn't have that.
3: Oh, okay. A lot,
1: of people, today, right. a lot of people today claim Irish citizenship, and they aren't Irish. <laughs> well,
3: more, I, that's, that, that's so they can enjoy Well, I guess today is St. Paddy's Day, so yeah, they think great. they can enjoy that more. Whatever. I, I don't care about that.
2: Joe and uh, and, I are and are as far green.
3: as Trump supposedly cozying up to Putin... Trump had more sanctions on that Biden removed from Russia. So other than what he's done now, he's going backwards. You know, Biden has. So I don't want to hear about what Trump supposedly cozied up. You you do understand how uh, Trump's method of dealing with people like Putin and and old Kim Jong-un and Xi of China.
2: Well, you know, you ask... get
3: more, you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar.
2: All right. <laughs> yeah, but to fall in love with them, that seems strange. Let me well, ask you, you. If you, know, you don't he, like
3: Dr. Oz, Trump used the terms he used. Okay, I ain't gonna, you know, argue about what terms he used. He used what he used. But he he was working to make America better and to do things to America's benefit, not these other countries' benefits, Unlike Biden.
1: Well, let me ask you this question: If you don't like Dr. Oz, who do you like?
3: No, I didn't say I didn't like Dr. Oz, but I don't have a, you know, if Dr. Oz wins and he, you know, wins the nomination for the Republican Party as a senator of Pennsylvania, I will vote for him, okay? But I do think he needs to renounce his Turkey right. citizenship, because Turkey is not exactly, well, he's going to. you know, if he, hadn't served, if he hadn't served in the military over there, maybe I'd see it a little bit differently. But All I right. know what you're supposed to do when you're in the military. Let you me ask take you this? allegiance to the country to fight for that country. All right, got to stop this. Did he guys. have a
1: choice? Did he have a choice about serving in the military in It doesn't turkey? matter. It doesn't matter.
2: We're Not if you on. wanted to
3: maintain the <laughs> Turkish citizenship. All right, we're moving My on. understanding.
1: Thank you, Stan.
2: Thank Every you so much for calling in.
3: Have
2: a good one. Every All Thanksgiving,
1: right. I maintain my Turkish citizenship. Do you? Yeah, I eat a turkey.
2: Oh, my gosh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh
4: boy.
2: Eric, last caller before our invited guest, Pamela Falk. Go right ahead. You're on the mark.
4: Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. I hope you're sitting down. I'm agreeing with Stan. <laughs> what? Yes, Dr. Oz, carpetbagger, New Jersey man, Turkish man, uh, loves his mother, but if he gets elected, by God, then he'll reject his citizenship and throw mom to the curb. <laughs> so there you go. There, there's his true values. You know, if you, who do you do? You, you, if you're throw your, throw your uh, mother away because you got elected senator, you know, so what, I think what, he's like third in the polls right now. I think this becomes a mute issue.
1: What would you have him do? No, mood issue, not mute.
4: <laughs> what I have him do is say the heck in New Jersey. How's that? So, but of course, in, the only reason he's coming to Pennsylvania is because we have an open Senate. Seat. So,
1: in other words, we're not the United States of America. We are Pennsylvania. They are New Jersey, and never the twain shall meet.
4: I will say this: I expect that if I have a Pennsylvania senator, he is going to represent Pennsylvania, and I have a great more chance of someone who's born and raised in pennsylvania having pennsylvania okay. values so than someone who is a turkish citizen from new jersey who has conveniently moved into his in-law's house or as close to his in-law's house outside of philadelphia to run for open senate
1: seat. so in other words do you so really that-
4: believe joe let me ask you a question do you really believe joe that mr oz dr oz quote quote unquote would have moved to pennsylvania if we did not have an open senate seat
1: I have no idea. I didn't know. Obviously he, he moved I, here for do them, you right? He moved that? There, yes or no. He moved here before. No question. He moved here before that, he moved here in 2020 <laughs> in anticipation <laughs> yes. of the open seat in the US Senate. Come on, Joe. It's all right. It's You're allowed to say uh, yes no. to an easy question. Let us face it. Uh the current incumbent Republican Senator did not announce he was not running for re-election in 2020. He waited. A bit. <laughs> you don't think Dr. Oz hey, exactly. was, he was coming here.
4: Convenient, though. that's when he moved here. All you right, so, He that new
1: values all right let me ask you this question then let the me government. No, you ask me a question let me ask you one does that mean then under using your logic that joe biden only represents delaware as our president there
4: you go joe join no me. Man, hey, there you go He's president of the united states <laughs> i am talking about the election of a pennsylvania and what do senator. they call what one do they call do the
1: person have. what do they call the person who's elected they call him a united states senator from Pennsylvania. The
4: Commonwealth of from Pennsylvania,
1: from right, representing Pennsylvania. No, Does not that representing just from? From all right, from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania.
4: Don't uh, no, agree with me for once. The man's a carpetbagger. No, he's not. The other yeah. better. <laughs> do you think he's the best? Rep, rep, uh, do you think he is the, currently the best uh, Republican candidate at this time?
1: I think he's the candidate who's most likely to get elected if he is the Republican nominee. I doubt it.
4: But uh, you're. Last poll I heard, he's trailing third, only ten percent of the vote. Last I heard,
1: right, he's being outspent now. Then too. why is That's every then tough. why is everybody attacking him in these ads? If he's so far behind, why is he being the victim of
4: attacks? Because unfortunately, Joe, there's so many people like you who tend to be swayed apparently by these ads. Did you like? Did you like? Oz before he suddenly became this Republican candidate. I liked the, I've liked him since I've liked
1: him since the days on Oprah Winfrey,
2: titled "He oh, Must Be America's God. Doctor." <laughs> yeah, and you're such a big Oprah fan.
1: <laughs> I am. How many
2: episodes <laughs> of Oprah have you ever seen?
4: Oh, uh, two
1: or three, but I,
2: I saw the one back, where
4: everybody I, got a Cadillac. Stand back and think Joe's nose is growing. Be careful. Be
2: careful there. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Eric. Thanks for calling in. I always,
4: always appreciate the discourse, gentlemen. Take always care. appreciate it. Thank
2: always you. serves as a great factual check on the world around us, Eric yeah. does, so we appreciate that. Between Stan and Eric, we could just run the show right there with the good uh, things they suppose and uh, share with us. Uh, next, we're going to talk to Pamela Falk, a CBS News foreign affairs analyst based at the U.N. headquarters in New York. Uh, she reports on air for CBS News Radio and CBS News Broadcast and CBSnews.com she's a former staff director at a US congressional subcommittee of the House of Representatives International Relations Committee has her attorney's degree a at JD from Columbia University and her PhD from New York University she's a professor of American foreign policy and international relations and law at Hunter College and let's see she reports on all areas of international relations uh, from the U.N. and has traveled with the U.N. Secretary-General Ban Ki-moon to Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Her career involved worked in academics, international organizations for the U.S. government on Capitol Hill and the private sector, and uh, she has written and edited six books on international relations. Dr. Falk, thank you so much for calling in this morning. Very glad to hear from you here at WKOK. I'm here, Mark Lawrence, with my co-host Joe McGranahan again. Good to talk to you again. Nice to hear from you. I want to ask you about this war crimes uh, accusation of what value is that globally? What happens when you have somebody accused of being a war crime? Does anything come of that?
5: Well, it can because there's this international criminal court doesn't have a great record for spending uh, time. I mean, it takes too much time to get to get indictments and get convictions. And it has. But the idea was when it was set up in the Hague in the Netherlands was to make it a little faster. What happened in places like Yugoslavia and the former Yugoslavia is that it was 10 years afterwards that they started these Investigations. This one is happening in real time, and there are actually already investigators on the ground in Ukraine gathering evidence. So it may very well be that we see Putin in the dock in a war crime trial. Okay. That's, that's uh, the reality today.
2: And then what? Uh, would he accept that, or would he just. Uh, what are his options then?
5: Well, you'd have to get a hold of them, but. <laughs> and that would be the problem. I mean, what happens is they they put they make, they make an indictment, he, an arrest warrant is issued throughout the world, an Interpol red notice, and that means that any country, even if they're not a member of the International Criminal Court, as the United States is not, would arrest him and deport him for the trial.
1: So he wouldn't be tried in absentia.
5: He, no, they haven't done that in the past. They have had some uh, trials where they have multiple uh, people and they put one person, they add the other person in. But if it was someone that high level, they'd probably wait until they actually got a hold of them. But it really, t- what it really does is say he can't move. He can't, he has to worry about any kind of travel. It's the end of any kind of international career, and it makes him a pariah in the world stage. So in addition to all these sanctions we have seen, if he's under indictment by the International Criminal Court, it does have its implications. I think much more important are the travel restrictions uh, that are already imposed by the United States, by Western Europe, by all countries around the world, And here at the U.N., where I am inside, getting ready for an afternoon meeting of the Security Council, an emergency meeting that was just called because of all these attacks on civilians, 3 million people, Mark, have left. And that's in addition to 2 million who are in the country without homes. That's 5 million people. The population is only 44. It's like it's 300 it's like if 30, oh, let me do the math, it's 30 million Americans.
1: Dr. Falk, Dr. Falk, I've got a question for you with respect to the United Nations. Now, President Zelensky has been making the rounds. He spoke to Germany early this morning, Germany's parliament, he spoke to our Congress yesterday. Uh, and in both all instances, he's asking for additional military aid for the Ukraine. Where does the UN stand on providing him that kind of aid?
5: Well, the UN has has 20 different agencies, and they're the only ones, pretty much, except for some private, like Save the Children, independent agencies and the International Red Cross that are on the ground in Ukraine, where most countries like the United States and UK and other countries have evacuated their nationals because it's so dangerous. But the World Food Program is there delivering money and aid now, there is a fundraising i mean the u n doesn't have that much money to always go around. There's so many situations of famine and poverty in the world, so they are they do fundraise and they're looking for money from countries uh to to get a few billion dollars to try to help in this circumstance, but they have an emergency fund they've already allocated hundreds of millions of dollars and they are on the ground the world food program run by the former south carolina governor david beasley is on the ground in ukraine he's not there he was in poland though um and that and and delivering food because there's no most of the infrastructure in these cities that the russians have bombarded don't have water don't have light don't have electricity and certainly don't have medical facilities And the Russians have bombed a maternity clinic, um, in addition to about 40 hospitals. And, of course, we saw part of the reason there's a meeting here today of the 15-Nation Security Council is that they bombed this theater that was a refuge for people fleeing. So we're still trying to find out, and some survivors have come out of it, but the fear is that a lot of people are buried under the rubble.
1: With respect to how much the UN can do, is it any better than the old League of Nations? Does it have any more teeth?
5: Yes, it does have a lot of teeth. The problem is it was set up right after the war in 1945, and basically the most powerful members of this 15-Nation Council, which is the one that actually has some enforcement power, is the US, UK, France, Russia, China. There we go, Russia and so russia has vetoed anything that has to do with this issue with ukraine uh but the general assembly which is more sort of a congress uh rather than the senate in the united states it's um uh, 193 countries 141 uh voted for and only five voted against telling the russians to get out of ukraine and that was two weeks ago so Um, That was at the beginning of the fighting, and there's going to be another meeting to try to see if there could be humanitarian corridors, which is not a no-fly zone, but at least it establishes ways for people to exit. Now, Russia has no interest in people exiting. On the contrary, it's hitting civilian infrastructure and civilians themselves. We had a video of people standing on a breadline yesterday and them just being mowed down. It's its just, it's so horrific, it's hard to even look at these videos.
1: Well, my friend Mark here uh, always says, why should we be worried about the borders of countries? They've changed so many times over the years. Why should we be worried about it, some countries' it, integrity? Borders border ebb,
2: ebb and flow, integrity. despots come and go. Uh, yes. Why, why, yes. Why help? this
5: but this is, this is uh, the division of the former USSR, this came about in 1991, 92, 93, and Ukraine was established. And by the way, gave up its nuclear weapons to Russia. They were, yeah, you know, they were part of the Soviet Union. They gave up 4,000 nuclear weapons to Russia in order for Russia to recognize its borders. Didn't that, that didn't work out too well? Uh, but the point is, those borders were established for independence and so ever since world war 2 countries don't invade other countries for occupation that just hasn't happened and it hasn't happened because the UN was established and not the League of Nations but the UN after world war 2 to try to reestablish the idea of sovereignty of the the the, um, the ultimate might of countries to establish borders. Now, are some borders in countries in Central America? You look at a map, and Belize doesn't exist in, in Guatemala, and some countries don't acknowledge it. And there were some Falklands, Malvinas Islands things that went on. But but overall, the certainly Russia invaded in 2014 already and took the the peninsula of Crimea. But this is attempting an overthrow an, of a an entire country and a humbling of a nation and so um what and their their pretext or at least their thought at the time um their excuse at the time was that they wanted to be more like West, Western West. I mean, they wanted to join NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. They want to be part of the European Union. And they liked what we have in France and Poland and, and uh, even the Eastern European countries have. They didn't like the life in, in communist and no, you know, no free speech Russia. And so they started to move toward the West and say, look, we want to be part of these organizations, and that's what Putin couldn't tolerate. So we do care, and we care because it is part of Europe, and to to hate to use, I mean, not hate to use the word, but we learned about appeasement, about saying he can take that, but he can't go to Poland in World War II, and that it doesn't work. If a bully is a bully and a dictator is a dictator, that you have to stop them at the first run
2: all right uh, the lightning round we have just a couple moments left uh, on our show uh the russian people are they getting the message at all from these little glimpses of yes. uh, truth
5: they're starting to now they don't have a free press but this is 2022 who do you know that doesn't have some ability to get the internet anywhere okay. in communist countries and in, in restricted countries this isn't um the old days uh, i was in cuba in the 70s when you you just i mean somebody pulled me over and said is your president really a peanut farmer
2: <laughs> okay and finally last question uh, and, i have one oh okay well, okay next to the last question then uh, any hope for the peace talks that are underway
5: well i think at some point Russia is going to start getting the message. They've arrested five thousand protesters, um and it's going up. So people are protesting in Russia. You saw the, the Russian television, the producer who came on and said they're lying to you. There are there, there are Bolshoi dancer defected. Uh you're starting to see a lot of cracks in the armor and so they have pressure on them. But will they come around? To something sounds like eventually. But what, what, will, what will Ukraine look like at that point in time? Who knows?
1: But what effect will Mr. Putin announcing that he's going to start a program of cleansing? Won't that have a chilling effect on the citizens of Russia?
5: Yes, of course.
1: That's the
2: goal. I
5: mean, look, it's illegal to say, uh, to call it a war right now. They just passed a bill, and he signed it, you know, that if you call it a war you go to jail. So, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's, you can't hold people's freedom down anymore. It's the, you know, the world is global.
2: Thank you, Doctor. We appreciate it. Yep. Thank you All so right. much.
5: Nice speaking with you.
2: Very much Take appreciate it. Uh, Pamela Falk, CBS News Analyst, stationed at the U.N., uh, and uh, as you heard in her full introduction from me, highly trained on a wide range of important topics. An underachiever, if there ever was one. <laughs> well, I don't know about that.
1: <laughs> no, I'd say she's done quite a lot.
2: We're going to hear from our sponsor right now. We'll be right
6: back.
0: Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings, welcome on board to
2: the KOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe's directly across from me, directly opposed to nearly every common sense solution to glue this country back it's together. Really. I'm waiting to hear one from you. I've proposed, <laughs> and he's a natural born listener to almost no one. So he is here, it's so uh, we appreciate him coming in. He's conservative. I portray a liberal on the radio. Are you bloated? Uh, <laughs> Moving on. the commercial. Isn't that funny? You can't remember any commercials that relate to important things you need, but you... I can remember the EPI commercial because it plays over and over and over <laughs> <Right>. again. <laughs> I hope that's a successful one. All right, on the other side of the glass is Mr. Kevin Hur, a great producer. Take good care of us today. Trying to keep up with me—that's a full-time job right there. So we appreciate his help and uh, hard work. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do as I've done. Go to sunburymotors.com from time to time, just to check out the vehicle inventory, so you can find out what they got. They got a half a dozen F-150s all lined up, and a scattering of some. Of the other vehicles, but they're selling vehicles right off the trailer, so yeah, that's a great way to move vehicles. So you can do that down at the Sunberg Motor Company. Our toll free line is open. Call us 1 800 795 9565. That's 1 800 795 9565. You can email us at on the market com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM, they would just love to chat with you today. Uh, we would like to chat with you today. We do have two. To texts related to our conversation so far, so we'll read those on the radio shortly. More good news when it comes to the COVID-19 front. State Department of Health reported just a half a dozen new Valley cases of COVID-19 in the past 24 hours. Five of those were in Northumberland County. There were 788 new cases statewide. That's an exceedingly low number compared to previous times and shows that we are entering a comparable lull now to where we were last summer. Eight fewer people are hospitalized uh, statewide. They might be classified as inmates, but that doesn't mean they aren't community-minded. At FCI Coal Township, 200 men there have formed a, a lifeline association where they help individuals outside the prison. A Bucknell University professor is assisting them in their work. Uh, Karl Malofsky tells us that the group contributes to charities and low-income, low-income communities in the Coal region. Additionally, Uh, Joanne Troutman, former Greater Susquehanna Valley United Way president and CEO, says she was very impressed by the work the inmates are doing
7: they recognize and atone for the crimes committed and things that have happened, and this is one way of them being able to say, hey, look, we want the world to be a better place for others, better than what we founded or left it, and I think that's pretty incredible.
2: The Lifeline Association's already gotten some national attention from the Chronicle of Philanthropy, a nationwide uh, publication. You can hear more about uh, that program on the WKOK podcast page. State Supreme Court says, OK, the new maps for the General Assembly districts that were the past decade's population changes in Pennsylvania survived legal challenges Wednesday as the state Supreme Court cleared the way for candidates to begin circulating petitions to get on the Pennsylvania spring primary election ballots. So you're picking up a different state representative around here possibly. AP reporting that Mehmet Oz, warding off criticism from a key rival in Pennsylvania's heated Republican primary for U.S. Senate, said Wednesday that he will renounce his dual citizenship in Turkey if he is elected. Oz, the celebrity, heart surgeon, best known for his TV host as Dr. Oz show, made the statement hours after disputing a report that said he would forego security clearances in the Senate to maintain his dual citizenship. Until Wednesday, Oz says he would maintain his dual citizenship so that he has legal power in Turkey to make health care decisions for his Alzheimer's-stricken mother. But Wednesday, Oz says uh, this has become a distraction in the campaign, and he's decided he renounces Turkish citizenship before being sworn into the Senate. Senate historians have been unable to find any U.S. senator ever who knowingly maintained a dual citizenship. Oz was born in the U.S. to Turkish parents, married an American who's a Christian and raised children as Christian. If elected, Oz would be the first U.S. senator who is. Muslim. And from Washington, it's going to cost you slightly more to borrow money for a car loan or a mortgage, uh, possibly anyway. Now that the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates, they go up by a quarter of a percent, which doesn't sound like much, but they'll likely raise them by the same amount seven more times this year. That's a 2% increase in national interest rates by Christmas. Higher interest rates means the U.S. dollar will be worth more overseas, so hopefully all the stuff we buy from China or the gas we import will end up costing us a little less in the future. So the Fed, Jerome Powell, finally getting involved, (laughs) and only a half a year too late.
1: I wonder if he's bloated.
2: What? (laughs) (laughs) What?
1: Never mind. You Let's to, move on.
2: You go down to the garage that I visit where they take good care of cars, good old-fashioned you know, garage where you, you right. pull in yourself. They have oily stools. Do they? Okay. Yep.
8: All
2: right, is our open line. Mike, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in.
8: I'm hoping that uh, someone smarter than myself will clarify what I'm about to say, but I ran into a guy at the gym yesterday and uh, asked him how things were going, and the conversation went on to Ukraine then, eventually, of course and he said that in the past there had been two either agreements or treaties called normandy one normandy two that determined that the ukraine situation would be a european issue and and europeans would solve it and then he went on to say that during the obama administration there was another commitment by the united states that ukraine would be a european issue and not uh the united states so you know he what he was saying was you know, hey, I think we're getting a little bit too involved with trying to determine what's right and what's wrong when it's already been agreed upon that that issue would be settled by Europe. Now, you know, and then he went on to say about the, the narrative that uh, Putin is an insane, crazy man, and, you know, he said that's, in his mind, that's definitely not true. And I, and I believe that all along. You know, especially when uh, the attack on one of the first nuclear facilities, I guess it was the six-unit facility down in the southern part of Ukraine that uh, supplied 25% of the nation's country. And people were saying, you know, he's going to uh, create another nuclear disaster. Well, you know, he—they, his forces shot uh, basically a building that's unaffected into the uh, nuclear power production thing. So, you know, nothing happened to the uh, facility itself. You know, obviously he he didn't want to cause radiation to spread around and he didn't want to lose the electricity that that thing is eventually going to generate for him most likely so the idea that putin is this insane crazy man i think it's just another narrative that the uh the democrat left uh wants to create to to get what they want and and the whole purpose of this call is Uh, Earlier in the week, I I spoke to the uh, idea of going to electric vehicles. And I think myself, I even said that if there was a good electrical vehicle that suited the needs for me, just as well as a gas-powered vehicle, I would buy it, you know, because there's definitely some advantages to having them. And then I went on to say that this uh, issue that we're pushing uh, electric vehicles so fast, I think it's, you know, maybe a little bit out of control because there's going to be a lot of economic dislocations created by the, the government pushing electric vehicles. And and one of the things I, I, I mentioned was the uh, number of brake uh, people that install brakes for a living and the manufacturer brakes. And after I hung up the phone, I continued listening to your show, and I, and I heard the narrative created that essentially people like me don't want to have progress. We just want to stay the same. That's another way of creating a narrative that's absolutely false about me and, and i just i find it offensive but i find it very indicative of how the democrat left works with their narratives to to destroy ideas and destroy people because the idea that someone says i'm against progress well i'm a libertarian that certainly doesn't make me against progress and i just wanted to state that for a fact
2: all right we got you mike thank you so much i appreciate the call uh let's Take see care. dale is next thank you for waiting sir go right ahead
9: yeah, I've been investing my time in watching George Carlin, Senator of the News. But ah. I'll tell you, that guy right there was dead solid honest, the truth. Uh, you know, he said, if you still believe in American Dream, you're still sleeping, basically. And, you know, uh, they should change it from uh, for the people by the people. It should be for the corporations by the corporations.
1: And lawyers. You know? For the Bar Association, yeah, well, by the Bar Association.
9: Yeah, well, I mean, I think most of these Politicians should have their sponsorship on their shirts where they can't run. You know? <laughs> like a yeah.
2: NASCAR driver. Yeah,
9: That's a very good idea. You know, this yeah. way we know what they're standing for. Every, every Friday and Saturday, everybody stops going to corporations, then you're going to see something happen. I think every Friday and Saturday, make it a principle not to go to a corporation, any corporation. <laughs> you know, basically, you know, people are dead, solid, rock stupid. People are dead, solid, rock stupid. Like I tell you, if people are smart and want to hear the truth, listen to George Carlin instead of the media. You're going to wake up. It's a cup of tea.
1: So I all the people, know. all the people are stupid, except uh, uh, possibly you, you and George Carlin.
9: Well, I, I, I can just tell you, but the most most of the sheep right now are in China. I think in America, most of the people are parrots. They <laughs> all repeat the what the media says. They're all parrots. So, I mean, want a cracker? Cool. I
2: like the, uh, I love the idea of having sponsorships on the clothing of the representative. Can you imagine, like after a big We've vote? we talked about yeah, that well, before. Yeah, you probably
9: wouldn't have that big enough.
2: Fred Keller you know. comes out and says, "Okay, well, you know, as the uh, Dow Chemical, Pfizer, NRA representative from Central yeah, Pennsylvania, yeah. I'm here to tell yeah. you that that was a great you know, vote."
9: The truth, the truth goes pretty far, so people should start listening to George Carlin.
2: All right. He is sound, yep. sound advice, Dalen, has been for a half a century. Thank you, sir. All righty. Uh, also, got a few laughs. Uh, well, yeah, you'll enjoy it. All right, Harry, go right ahead.
7: Hey, good morning, guys. I have a question that's been bothering me all along, with, um, and I am not. I have to preface this by saying I am not looking for us to go in, put boots on the ground, and 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 be active in fighting in the Ukraine, but. I find it somewhat confusing for myself. I find it confusing to understand why uh, our uh, our president can stand there and say we don't want to supply planes and and uh, get those planes to the Ukrainians because we're afraid of escalating hostilities and escalating the war, and yet you have the very people that we apparently are afraid of. Uh, and especially in, a escal- in the escalation, who are bombing cancer hospitals, maternity hospitals, refugee centers? How much more can they escalate it? Why? Why won't we stand up, have a little steel in our spine for one time, and our elected officials? Notice I did not say leaders, but in our elected officials, and say, look, we're going to help these people to the fullest, to our fullest ability, hmm. and. And not be afraid of somebody uh, They're escalating the war As we just sit there And watch it go by The things we're giving to them anyhow Could be construed As as uh, Offensive weapons anyhow Which could uh, could escalate it too But to sit there and watch a country Who has done nothing To merit this attack on them Be punished when we could help them It's, it's just shameful For what used to be the most looked up to free country in the world. It's shameful.
1: But Harry, you have to take into consideration the, the risk, whether implied or real, that exists in poking your finger in the eye of a thermonuclear power. You know, here's a guy who's demonstrated that he's do you irrational. Really think, he do he's you really de-
7: believe that he would fire those weapons? Do you really believe that?
1: I don't know. People believed Donald Trump was going to do it. They thought he was going to start a war to avoid, uh, to to cancel the election. Yeah, and based on what sane
2: and rational actions by Putin do you think uh, is keeping him from launching them?
7: They they thought Joe Biden was going to be an effective president. But there was going to be an adult in the room, I believe is what people said. They were were worried (laughs) about how... He's been an adult. He's
2: just (laughs) very geriatric. He's been an adult for 70 years. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. But...
7: (laughs) But my point is we're worried about escalation, and it's being escalated every day anyhow.
2: Well, I just don't think boots and bloodshed by the U.S. Uh, I, f- fighting directly believe, is, is a I good believe idea. I if you go
7: back to the beginning of my conversation, my statement, I said I am not in favor of, of, of being there on the ground. But to be able to supply that equipment that would help them and to not do it, that's that's just like desertion. Well, we that's are supplying
2: also. them with equipment, but you mean U.S. We're
7: not supplying them the equipment they need with those planes. Well, with the, with the U.S. planes, okay. Every other country be willing to do that except for us. But well, I, they're adding, they're adding, a,
1: they're adding missiles, uh, uh, tank anti-tank missiles, and other things that
2: could
7: those be considered
2: offensive.
1: Switchblades, drones,
2: or exactly. Whatever.
7: So if we're worried about that being offensive. And that could possibly escalate. But and we're saying these other weapons are offensive weapons, and they would escalate the war. We're already giving them. So we've already disproved our argument, and we're standing by to not give them all the help they need without putting our people in harm's way on the ground. Well, do you remember, I'm not in favor of putting them on the ground. Do you remember the but I Cuban- <laughs> am in favor of doing everything else we can, and we're Harry, not doing that.
1: Do you remember the Cuban Missile Crisis? Yeah. All right, now there, I there remember was reading
7: a- about it. I was five
1: years old. Well, I was a little older than that. But I can <laughs> recall, I can recall what President Kennedy and his advisors went through trying to second guess what Khrushchev might do, and they, they were worried about uh, starting a, a nuclear war, and they had to, you know, they had to figure out a whole series of things. There were back-channel communications. There's probably stuff going on with the administration we're not aware of that's going on through back doors or intermediaries,
7: you know, but... I, I, I would give you that, Joe. I, here's, I, here's my my question on that. <laughs> yeah, Joe, you don't need to talk. This is the Harry show. Think, don't you? I'm sorry. I apologize for that. But don't you think that in 1962 we were looked as a powerful nation who, who could uh, effectively do things? And I don't truly believe that we're looked at that right now. I don't think we're looked like that. that. Even Iran fired missiles at our embassy over in Iraq. I mean, we have no We hold no cachet with anybody in the world anymore as far as being a deterrent. And that's the difference. In 1962, we were looked as the big dog. Now we're just looked as part of the pack.
2: Okay, we got you, Harry. Thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah, appreciate that. Well, you know, a lot of people think... Harry's got a point. Al yesterday said we should go over there and blast away boots on the ground and airplanes and attack Russia and take it to them. Import 3 million U.S. soldiers there and take on his 3 million USSR soldiers.
1: Going uh, going with what Harry said, I was reading this article uh, on my computer uh, because I thought it was relevant. It talks about the United States is not doing enough with PSYOPs. They said geopolitical experts say the U.S. should be devoting more resources to bolstering psychological warfare, an approach that would have not send American troops into harm's way. Psychological operations, or psyops, broadly refers to the tactics geared towards shaping how people perceive events and information. The U.S. perfected the craft against the Soviet Union during the Cold War, but has lagged behind in recent decades, preferring instead to concentrate on hard power. Meanwhile, Russia has been perfecting the craft of peddling disinformation against Americans to deepen racial and political divisions, all while distracting Washington and emboldening U.S. adversaries.
2: All right, one of our listeners I think they've says, got a point there. One of our listeners says, Putin knows if he threatens nukes, the world will not send in military to stop him. All right, 1-800-795-965. Give us a buzz. Now's your opportunity. We're talking about, is America coming out of this, looking weak? What difference does it make if we look weak or strong? Do we want to protect U.S. soldiers? Do we want them uh, killed in action? In Ukraine and Russia. Is that a good thing? One of our listeners says yes. What's your view on that? That we should start World War III? We should get involved. Harry just said we should, uh, whatever it takes. No, uh, he said he doesn't want to put
1: troops on the ground.
2: Right. No, I got that. But he said whatever it takes, we should get involved and stand up for these countries. I say. Despots come and go. Borders ebb and flow. We should really measure our response there. Help, you know, help the people as much as we can. No American soldiers you're weak, died. Lawrence, you're weak. Well, that's weak. true. Yeah, peace is a terrible thing. Weak, weak, and uh, you know. Having
1: uh, stopped trying to be the bully of the
2: world is not our. I
1: know you have Woodrow Wilson's quote tattooed on you. There's such a thing as being too proud to fight. (laughs) Amen. All right.
2: 1 1 800 795 9565.
6: like a spray in the of
2: welcome back WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark on St. Patrick's Day. Joe's wearing green. That's a green sweater or sort of a top you're my wearing? My name is green enough. Okay. <laughs> McGranahan. Oh, McGranahan, he is. No, me. And uh, Kevin's wearing green. He's wearing a blue shirt, but it has a tiny little green stripe he didn't even know about there. So, and of course, I got my green plaid shirt on, as always. All 800 One of our listeners says, Mike is correct. If one doesn't believe in the left's narrative, then you are against progress. Progress is uh, naturally occurring is good, but when... And then we lost the rest of that uh, particular text.
1: Uh, Joe, the middle uh, text, please. It says, if Putin is indicted by the world criminal court, do you really think China, North Korea, Venezuela, and the other socialist countries will turn him over? Not likely. And the last one. And then Eric is correct. If Oz wants Turkish citizenship to be able to care for his mother but will dump it... If he wins, what's that say for love of his mother?
2: (laughs) Well, he must have somebody else. What do you think? What's your response to that?
1: My response is that he, he has a reason that he maintained it. His mother is over there. You want to drag her over here when she's in her final days, I would assume. It doesn't make sense, and I think it's much ado about nothing. I agree. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm. I'm waiting for somebody to say, "Well, we can't elect a Muslim to the United States Senate." Well, and I think you know. Well, we haven't had anybody who's a dual citizen in the and past. We haven't so had that's a Muslim either. Does that mean we should so, rule him out for that? No, no I. Th- I
2: think he should attack him for being a carpetbagger first <laughs> of all. That's the big issue, and secondly, for any of his conservative issues, whatever they are, we haven't actually heard them. He only speaks in platitudes. But uh, maybe if you follow him on his website or something. Uh,
1: you it. obviously haven't watched any of his speeches. He doesn't it's speak it's all, planets. oh, we got
2: to build America back and build back better and be wonderful and, then, and what did Joe Biden be a Republican. Say, we're going to build back better. Oh, okay. we're gonna. Hey, look, he's not better than Biden. <laughs> he's, he's the same as Biden. All right. One of our listeners says, at the end of World War II, it was either Patton or MacArthur that wanted to march on Russia. He was correct.
1: Actually, it was Patton in World War II and MacArthur, MacArthur in the Korean War.
2: Okay, who wanted to go to Russia while they could. All right. Are we supplying anti-aircraft defenses? And we have found several uh, citations on Wikipedia where U.S. anti-aircraft missiles, but along with Lithuania and the U.K. uh, giving uh, giving Ukraine anti-aircraft weapons. And I know we just gave them, um, what are they? Oh, those switchblade drones that I believe they... Are they for aircraft or things on the ground? No, I, I don't ever remember on the ground. Oh, I don't think okay. I,
1: you send a drone after an aircraft, but maybe you do.
2: <laughs> Run into it, I guess, or intercept it. That'd be about it. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Also
10: sent javelins. Uh, yes. Okay,
2: super. In case they want to do some tracking. Yeah, it's field.
4: great
1: to throw them, <laughs> Eric. You got a minute?
4: Good morning, gentlemen. Again, uh, yeah. History also tells us that <laughs> the missile crisis. To solve that crisis, uh, President Kennedy agreed. To give up missiles in Turkey. That's, uh, that's what he. Uh, that will end up being the agreement. We've been up uh, pulling out the missiles from Turkey uh, when they pulled theirs out from Cuba. And but they were, ob- that, they were
1: obsolete missiles in Turkey at the time, and so it was really no big concession.
4: No, the only, the only important thing is I think that's the point when, when, uh, when Dr. Oz got drafted into the Turkish army.
1: It could have been. <laughs>
2: Why would he get drafted there if he's a U.S. citizen?
4: No, oh, he's from Turkey. He's and he Turkish was in citizen. Turkey at the
1: time. But he came yeah, here. He married here. I mean, the guy's as American as we are. If we're going to insinuate he's not American, I think we're doing a disservice to him. So we'll or well, any immigrant.
5: But you, but you can't refute. If he is true
4: American, then you, you become 100% American. You don't keep your uh, Turkish citizenship. Uh, so what's
1: 100% Americanism? Does that mean that people who come here from Mexico should learn English because that's what we speak? Does that mean they should never have served in the Mexican military or have taken any stand in favor you of Mexico? you either an American came here, or you're not. Uh, that's okay. what. Right, you now, you're, keep, now you're quoting. Now, your you're quoting do it. now you're quoting. Now you're quoting Teddy but, Roosevelt, who said there's no such thing as a hyphenated American. You're either all American or you're not American at all. Now, do you well, agree with that?
4: My senator better be.
11: <laughs>
1: so you don't care if you, about if it. You want,
4: if you want to maintain your dual citizenship, that's just up to you. But don't expect to garner my vote to become my my represent my uh, senator, uh, especially if you're from the other state. Uh, that's, what, that's 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 I'm drawing my line in the sand. Apparently, Stan is too, and probably a lot of other people.
1: No,
2: Stan now, said so you if you want was to the... drag,
4: in, drag religion into this. But Who? let's just deal with one issue at a time, shall Nobody we? Nobody
2: dragged religion
1: into this.
4: Yes, he did.
1: I said it, we've never had... Mark said we've never had a citizen or a senator with dual citizenship, and I said we've never had a Muslim senator either. Right. Should we reject him for that? Oh, I thought you, I thought he was there, there
4: you go. You're, dragging, you're no. dragging religion into it, and that's not the topic. That's not, that's oh, not come the on. issue here.
1: The topic is whether or not we anybody should be the first at what they are, the first with dual no, citizenship, the, the first. is,
4: will you, as a Pennsylvania citizen support electing a senator who is not from Pennsylvania and also has citizenship in another country. That is the topic.
1: Is he from Pennsylvania now? (laughs) That's all that matters.
4: Must be 18 months. Are you
1: familiar with a document called the Constitution, (laughs) which spells out the requirements for holding office? He meets those requirements.
4: A lot of people meet their requirements, and they are guarding my vote either. Well, All
2: that's
1: right. fine. Yeah. yeah,
2: vote for somebody else. <laughs> All right, we got you, Eric. Thank you so
4: much. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank Appreciate you,
2: it. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We take a quickie break. We have touched on one of our good listeners offended by being say say that conservatives don't like progress. Let's see. We've had Pamela Falk on the line talking about the Vladimir Putin and the Russian invasion, and this idea of being a war criminal. And one of our listeners has a question there. Relates to uh, well the subject line of our remaining emails uh, are uh, hodgepodge. So we'll have a wide range of topics coming up. But you can call us. It's an open phones Thursday. I'm here. Joe McGranahan is our good conservative's natural born listener. That is a true statement. I'm Mark Lawrence. I portray a bad liberal on the radio. And Mr. Kevin Hur is our fabulous producer. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Oh Danny boy, the
0: pipes, the pipes are calling, from, from glen, glen to glen, glen, glen,
1: glen, and down the mountainside. And down
2: the mountain. What's up, brother?
1: And down the mountainside.
2: Okay, 1-800-795-9565, St. Patrick's Day. A great day to wear green and enjoy some beer if you don't drink it normally. Isn't so. a great day to drive the snakes out of Ireland. Is it? Is that what happened on this day? Okay. St. Patrick, I'm sure he did Can a Can they do job. it
10: out of my backyard, too? <laughs>
2: you have snakes in your backyard?
10: Not right now, but I'm sure I will in the next couple of weeks.
1: What, drink green beer?
10: No, I have garter snakes in my oh, backyard. Okay. I have more I have more animals in my backyard living in town than I did when I lived in the country. Hmm. That's an odd one.
2: Uh, let's see. Well, well we have deer that. in our neighborhood. That's a f- kind of a funny thing. We're right in the middle of nowhere.
10: Again, there, that, that, there you are. You're right there in town.
2: Well, I think the uh, the houses outside town push the deer in town is what happened. All right. One and they love. There's clubhouse.
10: never a deer around when I have a rifle well, and tags, yeah, that's, but <laughs> that's, that's, the the thing. Of the, that's a
2: whole other thing. I can go in my neighbor's uh, clubhouse tree, uh, tree house <laughs> and see deer, but I can't see one of my trees stand out in the middle of nowhere. All right. Dr.
1: Uh, Oz was born. Born in 1961, I doubt he served in Turkey. Related to the Cuban Missile Crisis, I believe Eric said something along those lines.
2: That was Joe that said about the Cuban Missile yeah,
1: Crisis. Yeah, but I, I, Eric is the one who said that. That's when he became okay. a, uh, a soldier in the Turkish military. Oh, okay, <laughs> all right. Which would make him older, than, about as my age, and he's a little younger than I am. Follow up to the question: Is the U.S. supplying anti-aircraft weapons to Ukraine? We don't. Uh, the point of my question, re anti-aircraft missiles, is we won't support no-fly because it would poke the there but how are missiles designed to take out aircraft of any less of a poke i guess the the deferent the de- the definition is that they are defensive as opposed to offensive. They consider the planes to be offensive and the missiles to be defensive. We talked about Dr. Oz's dual citizenship, and one of our listeners says... When this season started, there were ads on Facebook for a woman from California who had served in the Trump administration who was running for the Senate, but we've never seen any ads on TV. Did you see an ad on Facebook again last week? Signed by Dave on the Hill. Carlos Sanchez. carlos
2: I was an no, yeah. yeah, ambassador.
1: Yeah. Standing there holding a pile of paper. That she says are Joe Biden's Build Back Better plan.
2: Uh, ambassador to Denmark? I don't know. Someplace? During the Trump administration? Carpetbagger. She's a carpetbagger. Oh, is she? No, I don't think so. <laughs> All right. Lower right hand corner, Joe.
1: All right. Mark and Joe. Nobody cares about Dr. Oz. There is much bigger fish to fry right now. Okay. Calling right, well, Dr. Oz
2: a fish? <laughs> well, I'm sure Dr. Oz would disagree. Um, yeah, a lot of people like him for almost no reason at all, tangible reason at all whatsoever. So I'd say he's pretty relevant. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Tom, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in.
12: Yes, I just caught the uh, last part of the program, and I think it was Mike who was saying about um, uh, you know sending more weapons and so forth against putin and and helping Ukraine Uh, I just wanted to throw in an opinion Uh, I had a conversation a couple days ago with one of my real liberal friends and I'm a conservative and he said something that I about fell off the chair Uh, he says I can't believe I'm saying this but I think we should get the world Australia Canada especially Europe and all band together and go against and help or go with and help Ukraine no fly zones, everything and anything to get the bully in the playground out of there and and I laughed, I said, well, I can't believe I'm saying, it. I don't want to do it either, but I agree with you because if we don't do it now and and again, the first thing out of our mouth after that was you're 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 risking nuclear war uh it's a card game, it's a game of bluffs, and it's a, a the, the the stakes are incredibly expensive, but if we if we don't call him to task now, uh, and if we reward him with negotiations and, and slice off, uh, pieces of Ukraine, what's going to happen in the next 10 years if he goes and does this again? Or if we make a deal with Iran and they get nukes, which I think they will eventually, do we always say, oh, we can't risk doing this, we can't take a strong stance because of the, of the, of the nuclear, uh, problem? So, it's to me, it would be, it's unthinkable for a nuclear war, but I think you're just kicking the can down the road. And it would have to be, I hear everybody on the radio saying, uh, the U.S. has to go in and do this. It's not the U.S. It has to be, and talk about a miracle plea, it has to be the bulk of the world and the bulk of the countries to do this to stop him because uh, he's a bully, and bullies don't get stopped until you, you go full tilt against them. Um, and that's that's just an opinion I want to throw out uh, for good or bad.
2: Well, a lot but, of people are in the same camp as you were saying that we should come up with a new coalition like we had in Desert Storm, which was, you know, about yes. 70% of the free world was helping in some way. You know, yes
12: so uh, i mean i think that's important because we sh- we even cited back in 62 when kennedy uh took on khrushchev and and i think at that time the tensions were so high with a nuclear threat but i think it was realized that if we don't do this now and it was you talk about a a, a true card game if we don't call him on this it's it's going to escalate it's going to go uh, worse with cuba uh, having nuclear bombs so i i think it has to be something like that and and uh, god forbid it would be wrong uh and and he would do uh, putin would do crazy things with a bomb but i think we are prolonging it and emboldening him and and the dictators uh, to say hey, you come think on. it's wise we're to gonna do it now or later. So that's
2: do you think it's wise to corner Vladimir Putin with seventy percent of the globe helping when he has nuclear weapons?
12: But if if I don't know if wise is the right word, but I think it's the prudent thing to do because if if you don't if if you don't, what's the difference if if you run into this Ten years down the road, are we going to go through the same routine? Are, are we afraid? You're ignoring to do the this? Elef-
1: you're ignoring the elephant in the room, and that elephant is China and whether or not it decides to invade Formosa, you know, and that's I think we have to be, we have to be very careful about promote, making a, a, a climate in which uh, Jing or Xi feels he can do that. You know, we have, to, yeah. we have to make sure that we're doing the right thing. I don't envy President Biden. I, don't, I wouldn't have envied President Trump in this situation. It's a difficult call. I agree with you on one hand. If we're standing up for freedom and, you know, and for democracy and republics around the world, then we should be helping the Ukraine. But on the other hand, we have to be concerned about the fact that whatever Putin does could be magnified tenfold by the Chinese.
12: I think you're correct. Uh, uh, China is a huge elephant in the room. Uh, I I guess what I'm saying is you have an immediate problem right now. Uh, A a crazy man is, uh, well, this man is killing and maiming and hurting and just taking over uh, a country that shouldn't have that done to them and i, I worry besides a being so wrong i worry how this will embolden and if if the world if the world could take a hard stance at this i think that would also send a signal to china but it it can't be the united states It would have to be, and here's the pipe dream, it would have to be at least 70% or all the the biggest players in the country. But uh, as I said, that's that's just an opinion i don't i god help me i don't know if it's right or wrong
1: well remember when that would the, be my thought. you remember how we got involved in korea the mm-hmm. russians stormed out of the security council yeah. and in their absence we voted to start the police action you know so if the russians are dumb enough to storm out of the security council again and That'll china help. abstains okay we could wind up with un sanctions that are military in nature oh yeah we got china as, in, in as long as russia's Russia got the veto this. in the security council that's why i uh, our earlier guest whether or not the UN had any teeth, because with that Russian veto, it doesn't seem yeah. like they can do much in the way of forcing somebody to comply.
2: All right. Thank you so I much, your, Tom. I think you're right. Thank you so okay, much for the call. For Very me, insightful. Uh, let's see. China is looking at this saying, all we need to do is threaten nukes in the world, back downs. Economic sanctions will only go so far. You yeah, know, well, that's true. We haven't really seen what the economic sanctions will do. It's well, o- President it's Biden been promised they weeks. would
1: bring the Russians to their knees, and they haven't. Well,
2: but it, 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 And they never will, you're saying? They, they will know always that, be ineffective?
1: Yeah, you know, it was like there, there was a school of thought in World War II that air power could win the war, and they, they realized it can't. So I think s- sanctions can go so far. They can make things okay. uncomfortable. I don't think they can produce they the final
2: result. Can't produce outcomes. All right, to be continued. Uh, we are talking about the Russian invasion of Ukraine. A lot of folks say somehow, someway, with a big coalition or ourselves or others, or somehow, we have to help uh, be in a big part of putting Putin down. What's your view on this? 1-800- 795-9565, since we're all thousands of miles away and won't get Hurt by this, maybe it's a little easier for us to say this.
1: But who knows? Okay. Well, remember when World War II started, there was nothing that could come from Europe and hit us here in this country. That's not the case yeah, any not longer. Anymore. All right. I want to tell you about a vehicle I got to
2: drive. It is the 2021 Mustang Mach-E Premium. That's when back when they were available, and you can still order one. It is now listed as two to three months wait to get a Mustang Mach-E Premium. That's the all-electric SUV Mustang that they got, 100% electric, 266. Horsepower. It goes 270 miles on a single charge, and uh, you'll save about $3,700 in gasoline costs over the five years based on the electric rate at this time last year. It's got a wireless phone charging pad. It's got this fabulous, great-looking uh, screen on the front where you can uh, run the whole vehicle with uh, basically a, a laptop-type screen that's right in front of you in the keypad. And it tell you what, it, it's just a fantastic vehicle, but easy to do, easy to run the radio uh, controller looks like a a knob you can do that you can even do it with gloves on you can work the screen so and oh and it heats up in two minutes, not 20 minutes in the dead of winter. It's all electric heaters. So it is just a fantastic uh, car. Eight-year 100,000-mile warranty on the battery. $56,000 was the sticker price I looked at. Zero to 60 in 4.8 seconds. Uh, You can plug it into 110 if you want to, or 220 is faster. But I'll tell you what, uh, nothing gets uh, more planet-friendly than that. The 2021 Mustang Mach-E. If you go down there and order one, you're getting a 2022 uh, all of electric Mustang, you'll be part of the solution at the Sunbury Motor Company, SunburyMotors.com.
6: There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing, They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai.
1: little <laughs> leprechaun, you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm left. Uh, let's see, ESPN. You're a leftrikon. That's not a leprechaun. A leprechaun is a small person on the left. Uh, S
2: ESPN reporting that WNBA NBA star Brittany Griner will be held in Russia until May 19th. Yes, yeah, she had hashish oil in her luggage when she. They did.
1: say she did.
2: Well, I think she did.
1: And do you believe our astronauts should be left on the International Space Station? The Russians are saying they might not bring him back. I
2: thought we were being cordial about all this. You're saying no? Well, no, they said they might not bring him back. The Russians. They might not bring him back. The Ruskies. Well, that's not right. Our ship will be ready in about
1: two years. No, we have other options. We can do it faster than that. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Where's Elon Musk when you need him? Actually,
10: I think that's what they're doing.
1: Getting ready to get him ourselves. yeah.
10: Yeah, I think the plan was next month.
1: Yeah, that's what I heard. He'll be
10: up 355 days, I think was the number I heard. Jeez. That will be the longest.
2: One of our listeners says, Dr. Oz's problem is he was born in the USA, then went to Turkey to join the military. He didn't emigrate after being a member of the Turkish military. He was already a U.S. citizen who went over there. Well, if you want to question allegiance, I, I
1: I just think you can do better for (laughs) Dr. Oz, don't you or no? Well, I, I don't think it's relative. You know, we, we well, spend, then we agree. Now, we spent so much time in this program, you arguing about all these poor people coming across the southern border. We should have a pathway to citizenship for I them. Do not. We should treat them as our equals. I never agree. And then here we have Dr. Oz, who certainly contributed a great deal to this country. I agree. And we're saying, oh, well, he well, went to Turkey. His I mother's agree. in Turkey.
2: I don't agree. He contributed a great deal to our country. He ran a fabulously wealthy TV show out well, there. Well, what
1: about his medical practice? He has a heart, Hollywood heart of
2: Fame. The heart valve he developed that saved countless lives. He is a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Do any of your candidates have that? Oh, he is your candidate. Never mind. I think Dr. Oz, you know... Look, he has it all. He has dual citizenship. He's a carpetbagger. He has a, a, a Hall a walk of Fame
1: star. What other Senate candidate brings all that to the table? It's hard to argue with you because you're you're so fixated on the fact he has dual citizenship. Why he's a carpetbagger? Okay, he's a carpetbagger. Oops. Is he a carpetbagger because he came to this? His parents came to this country. Well, no, or, no that's that's that, that's, called, he's not a carpetbagger That's called immigration. For that. Okay, well, so he immigrated into Pennsylvania. <laughs> okay.
2: But that right. now he's a carpetbagger. Seeking bagger. freedom from New Jersey and <laughs> <in> Pennsylvania. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, he's not seeking freedom. Seeking a U.S. Senate seat. All right, the question is this. Is the man capable of being a United States senator? Yes. You agree with me? Yeah, he is absolutely. capable of doing well, that job. not
2: incapable. Okay. So he can do it legally. We know
1: that. Do you think he could do it better than a career politician? Would you rather have somebody who's a career politician or somebody who's closely aligned to Donald Trump or somebody who believes the election was stolen? Or would you rather have a more moderate Republican there? I would rather have the more moderate Republican. I'm going to f- support John Fetterman. I'm in. Oh, brother. That's it. <laughs> Well, weed for everybody. You know, they they ask whether or not (laughs) weed (laughs) weed for everybody.
10: everybody.
1: They ask some (laughs) idiot asked whether or not the Ukrainian president (laughs) had a suit. I could ask whether the lieutenant governor has a pair of long pants. (laughs) He does. I've seen. He
2: wore a suit when he was. it testified in front of the U.S. Congress or some committee in Congress. He wore a suit and a necktie and
1: everything. Most of the time you see him in shorts and a he,
2: t-shirt. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's the <where> way <laughs> we saw Joe Biden out in uh, Pittsburgh. That's what he was wearing, a pair of gym shorts.
1: Yeah, well, that's not exactly my image of the lieutenant governor. Well, he wore governor. shorts when he was uh, up at uh, Lewisburg recently. Well, you know, have you ever been in the lieutenant governor's office? In Harrisburg, no. I've been there a number of times. We used to have meetings there uh, on the State Emergency Communications Committee. And there are pictures all around the office, of uh, portraits of all the past lieutenant governors. And I can't help but think that Fetterman's will be a classic in shorts and a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he does wear a suit from time to time he has a suit unlike
2: the president of the ukraine who has no suit <laughs> right all right i'll say
10: this at least he looks like the average everyday kind of guy well
2: he is yes he oh, he's he just is. crazily yeah. smart though all right upper right hand corner joe i dropped smart and i agree with you
11: okay I'm i would have put
10: money that was going
1: to be his next comment <laughs> Good morning. Did you hear the biggest news item that didn't make the news? Saudi Arabia. will consider accepting China won for China oil sale. This could dent the dollar's dominance in the global market. Just the reason we need to use our own energy. And my question is, if the dollar is going to lose some of its power, we're going to be able to put some sanctions on... Are we going to be able to put some sanctions on countries anymore? Good question. And then the mantra of the radical left, it's Trump's fault. It's Putin's fault. It's because of COVID. Whom or what are they going to blame next? More difficulties are becoming for we Americans and a continuation of blaming others. Biden proclaims it's not his fault. He didn't cause it. Baloney. <laughs> I love it. I just <laughs> Another email says, oh,
2: the blame game is terrible. They're blaming everything yeah. else. It's <laughs> Biden's fault. We should blame him. It just sounds funny to to. To decry the blame game and
1: then blame it on Biden. Continuing, yes. the current energy war is the fault of the current incompetent administration in D.C. The day Biden became president, he began an energy war upon the United States. In the past year, gas prices have been gradually increasing. Yes, Putin's current actions do cause gas prices to rise a bit. Biden can stop this energy problem simply by reinstating the Trump administration energy policies. Open the Keystone Pipeline. Begin drilling on government land. Lands in the lower 48 states. There are billions of gallons of oil in the Anwar area of Alaska, but we can't drill there. <clears throat> All right. i like finish I'll, up,
2: I'll read the rest tomorrow because we've got to right. tell folks what's going on. Uh, let's see. Joe needs three days to prepare for Monday morning, so he's got the day off tomorrow. Or his retirement-shortened work week. John Shipman will be here tomorrow, a good co-host. He's the expert on convention of states and just common-sense conservatism, so he'll be on board. We'll finish this email, but plus we've got a half a dozen others. We'll try to sift through those as well. This is WDK, okay, Sunbury?